Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined by my co-host, the Lightfinger Thief himself, Light. Hello, Logar. I just uh, found this spell book the other day. I was wondering if you get to look at it with me. Ooh, it's magic. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw I don't know why I had to throw that out. I was obsessed with it. <laughs> Oh, I had to throw that in there. Gotta have yeah, it. we're going to talk about magic, the spell book. I've seen a lot of cool stuff done with magic over the years in different games. There's Vancy and Magic, which we wanted to kind of talk about. I like Vancy and Magic. What is Vancy and Magic, though? Well, with Vancy and Magic, it's the traditional magic system used by Dungeons and Dragons based on a series of books of the Cursed Earth from way back when. By Jack Vance. By Jack Vance. Hence, have, have you read those? <laughs> have, you, have you read any of those? It's on my list. <laughs> there, are, there is some weird stuff in there. I'll just say that. It's an interesting <laughs> read, Jack Vance's. A very interesting read. It's different. It's different than a lot of D&D, but the magic system, when you read it, you see how the magic system came from there. And the magic system is just pretty much like the like this these wizards have to like memorize these spells and can only remember so much when they go out and that's the D magic system you have spell slots per day you play old school DD, there's a, lot, a big likelihood you're using that you play fifth edition DD, there's a big likelihood you're using some sort of fancy and magic it wasn't the first magic system i encountered though what was the first magic system that you used the first magic system I used was the Palladium system. <laughs> That's what I guess. So how did Palladium handle their um, magic? So when you look at, I'm going to look at Rifts specifically. Uh, there's some really interesting stuff in the Palladium fantasy role-playing game as well. So in Rifts, it's kind of a point system. You have potential psychic energy, your PPE, and you have yep. so many points. Like let's say we have 40 or 50 PPE points. And a spell costs like seven, eight, five, whatever the spell costs you take from your reserve. And you have to meditate and rest in order to get your PPE back. But at the same time, there are ley lines and rifts throughout the world and other sources of PPE that a magic user can draw from. So just because you have 50 PPE to cast spells doesn't mean you can't go tap into energies of a ley line or of another living being. And one of the things in the Palladium fantasy, which makes the whole entire thing kind of fun and interesting and different to me for a magic system that, that Dungeons and Dragons fails to do, is you can tap into the energy of other living beings. And usually that involves some kind of blood sacrifice. Like vampire sucks suck in the blood. <laughs> <laughs> like, like uh, they, so you're trying to draw the energies up, but you end up like putting somebody or an animal or something up there and sacrificing it for the, for the blood, for the magic. So it gets, it gets twisted and you get to do some really interesting things in casting magic in that system. D and D I like the Vancian system when I'm running game. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm not a, big fan of the Vancian system, even though that's the system that we've primarily played growing up and what we're using today. So I do understand in regards to magic users that there needs to be some checks and balances. Otherwise, they're going to be so powerful that they're going to be throwing fireballs every round and they're going to blow away everything. So I do acknowledge there needs to be checks and balances. I, however, struggle with the Vancian system as a check and balance system because as a low-level magic user for the first 
probably two or three levels, you know, one through three, there's not much you can do. You cast a spell and then you're done and you're sitting around and there's nothing else that you can do really from a magic user standpoint. So that's what I have challenges with. Uh, once you get to like level four or five, then it's different because you have multi spells. So you can do a lot more. But early on, it, it feels really just not too capable because of that limitation. While within like, say the DCC system, Dungeon Crawl Classics, you know, you can push your magic um, with risks, right? You might get yes. negative penalties to casting. You might grow a third eye. You might, you know, so <laughs> you can choose to go beyond your traditional number of spell slots, whatever you may have, but there's negatives associated with it. So I prefer much that checks and balances versus saying that, nope, you're done. You need to go take a nap for eight hours and go rememorize re- your spells. Like, no, I want to push myself running the risks that I might grow a extra tentacle or turn into, you know, some crippled evil looking thing. Or alternatively, you know, we've seen the mana system, which is similar to the point system that you mentioned and palladium, which I think also gives a little bit more flexibility than memorizing. Cause I think within both those systems, you can also push yourself to let's say exhaustion. Um, if you want to go beyond your traditional daily um, allotment. We played forbidden lands, the year zero system and, that game specifically had a completely different approach to magic. Uh, it was a little uh, a challenge for me to get my head around at first, but when I caught it, it wasn't that bad. One of the things they do is you have you push rolls. Yes. So you're rolling a lot of dice, like a lot of six-sided dice, and certain numbers come up a six. You know, certain dice come up a six. That's a success. A one is a failure. Everything in between kind of doesn't count. So you're making a dice pool trying to get a success. And if you don't, if you want to, if you didn't succeed, you can push a roll. So you re-roll all the dice that didn't fail or succeed. Now those failures become damage to you. So you're taking damage from the failure dice when you push right. that roll, but it also becomes like a willpower point, which is used in casting magic. So there's a cost there. Yes. And there's a, a danger in using magic. And there's a way to kind of like, it's a little risky to get the power going the way the mechanic works. So it's a completely different approach, but casting the spells are a little more free form in that as well. It's an interesting system. It's neat. Vancy and magic. I like it. I like the way it plays largely because me as a dungeon master, I know it. I know what the player characters can do. I know how it works. And it's that familiarity that makes me like it. Is it the best magic system? Perhaps not. Do I dislike it? I don't. And the way, one of the things that you had said about it was there's not a lot of first level character can do with it. I know in some of the older dungeon mags that I have, they talked about that. I think Gary Gygax wrote the article. I've got it. I'm not going to dig out the issue right now, (laughs) but I've got this where they started talking about the uh, zero level spells. I think there's cantrips. another name. Yes, yeah. cantrips is cantrips. what they call them. Cantrips and, are unlimited from a casting standpoint. Now they don't do as much, but you can get creative with them. They were big when you start getting into things like Pathfinder, third edition, and newer editions, they start bringing the zero level spell element in. A lot of the systems that use fantasy and magic introduce the cantrips or the zero level spells. We're like, oh, this is an unlimited spell. You can just kind of use it. It's not doing a whole lot of damage or anything. It's not right, but it, it has little effects that are helpful and you can get creative with. I like that approach. 
that's available for even the oldest of editions. You know, that's coming from some of the early dungeon magazines where they were adding it in. So that's available for like AD and D or, or if you do it OSE, like classic D and D BX, that's an option to change the way magic works. Yeah. I think cantrips, I like cantrips from this sense that to your point, you can get creative as a player with it to find interesting ways of using cantrips to help influence and impact the combat or adventure. So that part of the cantrips I do like um, cantrips being unlimited, obviously that gives more flexibility there but really for me it's the creativity of how players and characters use the cantrips in the situation they're in that i find most interesting and 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 fun and this is just a preference of mine but i noticed that when i play where a lot of times there's combat focused spells people can gravitate to can i do damage can i protect myself yep some of the funnest spells and one of the things that i like with even magic items and i really enjoy i think some of the coolest things aren't combat oriented what are bizarre, strange things that you can do with these? Like prestidigitation. There's a, and I know we use that a lot when we played Pathfinder. Prestidigitation is this zero level cantrip that can do just minor things like soil something or make a smell. And I had some players who use them all the time to try to influence the environment around them and the interactions around them in some creative ways it's a cool spell it doesn't do damage but it can be helpful for the players with a little creativity i like those kinds of spells and those kinds of magic items like well what am i going to do with this and watching people try to figure it out <laughs> yep no that's true when people use their traditional spells like you said the not not, not the straight combat ones or the straight you know shield or protection from from evil or something like that and use some of the spells in a more creative way i think yeah it, it, it makes it a lot more fun in the role playing for the game environment itself but you know you've you probably noticed that my me and my brother we don't play magic users normally i have no yeah or spell casters <laughs> within the games that we play because they're fancy and magic based so it drives us nuts at least so a lot of times in my games, you know, I start magic users at level two. I don't start them at level one. I start them at level two to give them some more hit points and to give them an extra spell slot for OSR type of games. Now, what I've seen going on, I've seen this in other games in the past, but like the current game is Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerers of Hyperborea. And our big magic user is Cold Jake, and he's a Chiromancer. And what level are we at? Five, six? He we're, just hit. We're reaching fifth. He, he just hit six. He last just game. hit six. I think he's so he's, he's pretty powerful. <laughs> and he can really tear up the play. He may not have a lot of hit points, but he can really tear up the adversaries with some of those spells. <laughs> Even though he can't cast them that often, when he can cast them, he does some serious damage. And he's got enough at this point. He can do a lot to a lot of adversaries with that. That's pure Vancean magic right there. I like the Vancean magic system. I can see why others don't. There's a lot of options with a lot of different role-playing out, games out there that try a lot of different other things. We could definitely talk about this. We could do half-hour episodes in different magic systems. Right. <laughs> easily and more. Because <laughs> when it comes to role-playing games in general and how magic has been approached by different games, I've seen many different things. Personally, I like Vancean. I don't have a problem with it. I don't like it so much that I like it better than other systems. I think there's cool stuff that the Palladium system did with magic and, and other systems as well. I don't have any preference one way or the other. I'm like, this is my favorite magic system. It works best. Can't say I'm, I have any opinion that way. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, if given a preference, you know, I do like the uh, Dungeon Crawl classic system. 
but it is a little bit more complicated because they need to write all the different failure modes <laughs> for each spell specifically if you fail a casting of a spell. So, but for the, from a gaming standpoint, I, I do quite like the Dungeon Crawl Classic system. And I'm playing Magic users in Dungeon Crawl Classic. You are. And we, every spell requires a role and different things happen. It's very dynamic. It's very chart-based. You definitely have to have the book there to see what happens when you try to cast a spell. You're doing checks every time you're casting. It is Vancy and base, and you get the spell slots like the Vancy and Magic, but it's a little more interactive and dynamic, and you can try to do a little more. It's cool. It's a good system. Yep, I like it. I mean, for me, if I was going to play a spellcaster, let's say, I'd probably do it in, like, say, Call of Cthulhu. You know, I'd be open to playing a spellcaster in Call of Cthulhu. But on the flip side in Call of Cthulhu, your, your risk is that you go insane because you lose the anti-points <laughs> <laughs> as you cast spells. I've never played a spellcaster with Call of Cthulhu. I'd like to get into that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's fun because the character base itself is more of a professor type, librarian type. So there's stuff that you can do beyond just spellcasting. While within D&D, I feel like when you're magic, you're stuck in a dungeon, you've cast your level one magic missile, and then you're done. There's not much more that you can do. So that's why I don't like playing those. (laughs) You cower behind the rest of the party. You, yes, you cower behind the biggest fighter that you have, you know, like with uh, Code Jake and Baracha, you normally pairing up together in Hyperborea, so. <laughs> That's about all we have time for today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media. Tell your friends about it. Go ahead and leave us a message. If you go to Anchor FM, you can hit, hit send a message and record a voicemail there. We'd love to hear from you what you think about the, about magic systems, fancy and magic in general. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards, like and follow. Wobbliesandwizards.com is the our email address. And keep those dice rolling. May you roll high on those spell tables.